Hello everyone, welcome back to our podcast. As always, my name is Peter. My name is Ahmed. And today we're going to talk about AI automation and uh, the good, the bad and the ugly of it. So the first thing I want to start is probably the good news. Um, I think artificial, artificial intelligence is helping us a lot, especially in the fields of medicine. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard about Babylon. Have you heard about Babylon? I haven't. <laughs> Uh, Babylon is a service which helps uh, people get in touch with GPs and doctors and whatnot using mobile devices. And the the area that we are working now uh, a lot is using artificial intelligence to determine sickness based on the conversation with the customer or the patient. So the idea is that you you have a chat like with Google Voice Assistant kind of thing. And it asks you questions about how you feel, what are your symptoms, are you taking any medication, and determined on your answers, it will give you um, a prescription of what disease you have. Okay, so it's an automated diagnosis. Yeah, basically, yeah. So we're okay. using machine learning and you know all that good jazz to to, uh-huh. to get better. Um, so even now you can download it on Google Play Store. It's not it's not advertised. Mm-hmm. It's not sponsored. Uh, but yeah, you can download it and try it out. I have it on my own phone, so if you have a headache or whatnot, you can have a chat. Or you can just robot. take some ibuprofen. But yeah, um, I used I used this thing actually last time. Uh, was it WebMD? I forgot the website, but you just uh, take you know, answers on questions and how you're feeling and everything. I remember I had this uh, uh, hip injury. Uh, I injured my uh, hip joint. And I typed everything in the the computer, the self diagnosis thing, because I was I was too lazy to go to the GP, so I was just checking online. And this uh, thing said that I injured my joint and I needed to get this medicine called um, arcoxia. So I go to the GP next week, and and my GP prescribes just ibuprofen, and you're like, oh, relax, it's gonna you know, it just it's gonna heal on its own. And then I asked my GP about this medicine, and the GP laughed, and he was like, how do you know about this? I'm like, I checked online, and, and the self-diagnosis thing told me this, and, and then he goes like, oh, that's not approved in the UK. And I was like, okay. So the diagnosis was pre- pretty on point, you know? Um, yeah, but, and yeah. The, the way I see it is that it helps uh, people in poor countries to get access to medicine and mm. you know doctors for consultations. Because one of the biggest issues with medicine and you know hospitals is actually building them. Mm-hmm. It's it's very expensive. It takes a lot of time. Where if any pretty much anyone has a mobile device nowadays, so if you just can call a GP, yeah, um, it's quite simple, quite easy. And Babylon is currently using Amazon Web Services to deploy these kind of things worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did mention that a lot of people in African countries are using it, you know, mm. to diagnose. Um, so I think it's great. And yeah. the other thing I've seen uh, is someone created a robot um, kind of thing, uh, which takes pictures of eyes and determines if they have any diseases or any, you know, alterations or anything like that. And the thing is that the the, the success rate is better than the highest paid doctors. Because some of the doctors wow. don't agree with each other looking at the picture mm-hmm. where the robot just says, here you go, there's, there's, there's an infection. Um, so in my opinion, it's, it's, it's great because you have better diagnosis, you can be- get better treatment. Mm. But at the same time, at what point 
do we trust the machine yeah. more than the experts? Yeah. Uh, to, before I move on from that point, actually one thing that I wanted to mention that was the an advantage of such technology is that even when you have an abundance of GPs or, or whatnot, there's still the you know the demand is always bigger than the supply. And if you, for example, in the UK, if you were to book an appointment with your GP, it would have to be at least you know two you'd have to wait at least two days or something like that. But something like this, you would just use instantly and uh, online, and you can you know. For for smaller, you know, you're not gonna use it if you're, you know, trying to, if you have like a, a tumor or you have cancer, or something, something serious. But if you have like a cold or, you know, something kind of silly, you don't have to actually wait a couple of weeks to see a GP. You can just self-diagnose online, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was your question? You were you so said... so. I mentioned the the AI getting better at recognizing diseases when experts. Yeah. Uh, my question was, at what point do we start to trust AI more than the experts? Yeah, that that's a big problem because, especially in medicine, because uh, a lot of symptoms can indicate a lot of different, you know, uh, conditions. Yeah. Uh, and you know, false diagnosis like can happen even if a human doctor diagnoses you and you know checks you up. Last. Last time this happened to me, the doctors, a doctor found that my pulse was too low. And, you know, if I were kind of, you know, if I were an obese person, this doctor could have said, oh, maybe you have heart disease or, you know, you have low blood pressure. But no, it was because I'm running all the time and my actual, you know, a heart rate, you know, what you call it, a resting heart rate is actually lower than a normal person because my cardiovascular muscles are kind of stronger. So they're like you know, pumping more blood with each pump. So my heart rate is actually lower than a normal person's. But this can be actually diagnosed as heart disease if, you know, for another person and it will make them panic for a few weeks until they find out yeah. that actually, no, it's not. So even even like human doctors can, you know, fall in this trap, uh, let alone, you know, AI trying to diagnose you. So yeah, that's a good point. When do you actually trust AI to do this, uh, you know, and now we are even thinking about having AI operate, you know, open heart surgery or what, or whatnot. So yeah, I've seen area. I've seen these uh, trials of you know a robot uh, sewing together a, a, a skin of the grape, and oh. it's like so precise and whatnot. Yeah, but you know, you, you we we all seen these you know movies about Terminator and you know yeah. all these. Um, so there's a lot of skepticism about AI. Yeah, definitely. And especially nowadays, one of the one of the trickiest part is teaching it. And um, to teach it, you need a, a, a lot of data. So yeah. what these companies do when nowadays is we just use the customer data, you know, Google, Facebook, um, without even asking anyone. To be honest, yeah. it it just just takes it and uses it. Yeah. Um, where do you think? What do you think about the the privacy implications of using customer personal information to teach AI. Well, they have introduced that law recently to for cookies and for websites asking you, you know, explicitly to accept uh, them using. Um, th that's why we've been receiving like tons of spam uh, yep. from different websites about the privacy uh, privacy policies changes. Yeah, I, I don't know about about data. Me personally, this is my opinion. I don't mind. I don't mind. A website using the data as long as the website optimizes the experience for me 
that's a, a little bit of a different topic. For example, Facebook's use is completely like bogus. They use the data for them to, you know, show me ads, which are yeah, not even money. relevant to my yeah, to make money, which not even not are not even relevant to my you know taste. Maybe a little bit, but I I don't I don't like that. It doesn't benefit me much. Whereas Google's uh, data, you know, analysis and all that stuff from the data they are gathering from me benefits me a lot. It's, uh, it shows me better search results. Uh, I forgot, but it shows me better. There's a bunch of other things that are not uh, on my mind right now, but it, it helps a lot. Uh, but Google. don't you don't you think Google to collects way too much data? Like for example, we can determine when you're walking, when yeah, you leave the car, yeah. when you when you're driving, when you eating, when you you know sleeping, whatever. Yeah, the, the um, moment you start it's, an it's Android a phone, creepy. you accept to all. Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, and uh, I saw this video recently of uh, even when you turn off your Wi-Fi, it's or it's re recording all your location and everything. Exactly. If the moment yeah. you turn on Wi-Fi, it sends all that information, all those information packets to Google, and and yeah, it is a bit creepy, uh, but you know. For, uh, I but, some, but, sometimes I'd be like, I have nothing to hide, so it's okay. But sometimes I'm like, no, it's it's too much, you know. Yeah, I know this argument of you know, if you have nothing to hide, what's the worry? But everyone yeah. has something to hide. You you always make you make a edgy joke in private. Tentacle porn. You know, we all seen the Donald Trump grab her by the pussy joke <laughs> going exploding twenty years later. Yeah, yeah, um, but there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is like it's not even a matter of I have nothing to hide. No, even if, if I don't, I don't want you to know everything that I do. You know, I don't want yeah. you to know all. It's it's kind of creepy. Like the Spotify music thing is sometimes is insane. Like sometimes they even recommend songs. I, I kid you not. I don't know if there's a, actual algorithms that optimize for this that you know uh, that are this accurate or maybe. Maybe I was just tripping. But yeah, sometimes I listen to some songs on Spotify and the lyrics actually match my current mood. Like, it's insane. What? I'm serious. Wow. But I, it doesn't happen all the time. Like, the song radio thing. Uh, you just pick uh -huh. one of the songs you like and, you, and, it, and it matches. Obviously, yeah, it matches songs that are similar to that song. Yeah, sure. But the thing is, even the lyrics. Because are there, like, algorithms... Uh, that are trying to match lyrics as well because as far as i know like spotify doesn't do that but yeah, yeah it is it is a bit creepy sometimes yeah i i think facebook is the creepiest on this one because one time uh me and my girlfriend were talking about buying a guitar uh -huh. um and i didn't even search it on online i didn't do anything online we were just in the living rooms talking about or or somewhere in the street talking about buying a guitar and then I go on Facebook, Jeez. and the first ad I see is buying a guitar in Ipswich. How? Was the, like, what was it on a phone call? What? No, no. It no, it was like uh, in person. Just a normal, yeah, just a normal conversation. What? That's a and, bit insane. Yeah, and it's just so creepy. Yeah, it's it like, is. Who is listening? Where? Is <laughs> I understand I have a Google Home at, at home, but is Google not Facebook? So where are we getting this information? Yeah. It's so creepy, man. It's so trippy. Yeah, and I don't like how everything is synced. Like uh, two days ago, I uh, I have an app on my uh, on my computers that uh, Flux. It's like a blue light filter that turns. Yeah, on. yeah, same. Yeah, same. It's, it's so it doesn't bother my. Uh, you know, it's a blue light filter, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I set up my alarm on my phone, seven thirty. I sit on my uh, desktop uh, on my laptop, 
and then when the clock uh, turns uh, to 11 o'clock p.m., my Flux thing says, oh, you're waking up in eight hours and a half. And I'm like, what? How do you, like, how is, how are these things even synced? It's my alarm on my phone and my Flux thing on my, on my laptop. How, how do you know I'm waking up at 7.30? I, I, th- I think what happens is that, I think it's a coincidence, mate. Is it? Because, yeah, because I have a Flux and the default value to wake up is 7.30. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm a bit relieved now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think, right. but but you are right. There is a, a lot of thinking. Um, you have all these accounts. Everything goes to the cloud. Everything is there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we we want to talk good things about AI. Um, we kind of went into the bad ones, but just to <laughs> finish the good yeah. stuff, it is nice how you have devices like or companies like Google who collects all this data and makes it. For you, the experience complete for you on different devices. So you yeah. you talk, you you have home devices, you have mobile devices, you have yeah. all these Google services all over the place, and we all talking to each other. It's very nice experience. Yeah. For expense in your privacy, because it has to collect so much data. Exactly. Yeah. That's so the price you pay. Off. Yeah. Exactly. And I like all. The recommendation stuff. I love all of that. Like uh, I have insanely good recommendations of books on Goodreads and uh, on and Audible, and I have really nice recommendations on Amazon. Even though I don't use Amazon that much, I, I like buy maybe two or three things a month, like maybe less even. Like um, they're generally books, and and even if I buy like a pair of headphones, like I'll get recommendations for I don't know, uh, I don't know. What recommendations? I get really good recommendations. I don't have a, a, an example in mind, but okay. I, I love all the recommendation stuff that I get from the different apps. It's it's really helpful sometimes. Sometimes you get like a, you get really good value from the stuff you know this uh, these apps are suggesting you to buy or subscribe to or whatever, and YouTube videos and all that stuff. It's yeah. I used to love Google uh, quite a lot. Like a couple of years ago, I was the biggest fanboy, to be fair, mm-hmm. um, and biggest Apple hater, uh, and forever. But <laughs> yeah, I agree. And and I was willing to give all my information, all my all my searches, all my YouTube, you know, views, all all my Google Maps information. I was giving everything, but mm-hmm. I was giving getting so much in return for that. Yeah. But. Now when Google is going this crazy, you know, leftist side yeah. when it's banning people and, and some people lose their Gmail accounts because we made an edgy joke on Twitter and things like that. I'm trying to move away from it, so I'm trying – so I don't use my Gmail account Wait, anymore. Wait, isn't everything allowed on Twitter? I'm pretty sure you can even watch porn on Twitter. Mm, yeah, until someone reports you. Wait. Oh, okay. But Yeah, Twitter – yeah. Twitter is is a extreme like it, it's it's madness, but I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so moving my Gmail account to Proton Mail, which is encrypted in Switzerland, and Switzerland is the best. Uh-huh. Um, you know, don't use Google that much. I use DuckDuckGo. Um, don't use Chrome. I use Firefox nowadays. Uh, things like that. So, uh, so just trying to move away from Gmail, trying to diversify my services a bit more, but that makes my experience a bit less. Pleasant that they yeah. Google where everything is in place. Wait, I um, understand using. Uh, we're we're going a bit too technical here, but it's okay. I understand using Firefox over Google and uh, all the other stuff. But what did you say you use instead of the actual Google search engine? Uh, DuckDuckGo. Okay. 
Yes, like this what open... is the reason for that? Because, uh, first of all, Google knows way too much just based on your searches. Uh, mm -hmm. You can create massive profiles out of you. But also, Google tends to, um, how do I say, it? hide certain websites. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not going to like this illegal stuff. It's just, you know, yeah, yeah. conservative-leaning sites. Oh, yeah, yeah, that um, is true. Yeah. It's it's and, like it focuses, it narrows down on what it wants you to see, kind of. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, 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 it determines what you search before and gives yeah. you what, what you want. Yeah, um, it's too filtered. And also different, different... Yeah, it's too filtered, yeah. So DuckDuckGo might not be as accurate sometimes. So you search for something, you know, nearby and it gives you a city in USA or something. Mm -hmm. But if, if once you get used to it, it's fine. I need to check this out. Uh, yes. Yes, there's, there's a bunch of it, but, you know, Bing is terrible and then you're basically selling yourself to Microsoft and DuckDuckGo is all, all about security, all about privacy. Okay. Um, yeah, so so let's go into the bad ones. What 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 do you feel about? It? Oh, okay. What do you think that yeah, AI so, is gonna take over the world? <laughs> no, so I think first of all, let's talk about the loss of jobs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. Well, that's part of taking over yeah, the so, world, technically. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Of so I think we are basically. Part of a, another industrial revolution, like it was, you know, in the 19th century, 20th century. Mm -hmm. But this time, instead of you know factories, we're having computers and machines taking over everything. Yeah. Um, more and more manual tasks are being handed into machine yeah. learning algorithms and automation and, and all that. and iPads. Even ordering a cheeseburger in McDonald's is becoming more and more yeah. automated. Yeah. yeah. You and go I on and press one, buttons on a massive uh, iPad in uh, in uh, yeah, McDonald's. Th yeah, yeah. I think at one point you will order it on your phone and just walk into McDonald's or something like that. Yeah, you should be able to do that. But you'll still be served by human beings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, raise minimum wages more and more and more, and you know that might change. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's one of the things I wanted to brought up, brought bring up. Uh -huh is the massive rise of minimum wage and it's kind of getting a bit ridiculous so in america is it think in america it's kind of still what 650 dollars no I, I think it's about eight or ten now and we think okay. about putting in 15. what would, yeah. that's absurd that would yes. destabilize the whole you know economic small businesses small businesses and all these you know part-time jobs and stuff and I don't yeah. think that's going to take place. Like, I mean, I'm I don't know a lot about that, but I don't think that the wages are just suddenly going to go from eight fifty to fifteen. That's I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. Yeah, because Trump is in power, so he will not allow it. Anyway, uh, what I wanted to say is that you know when you raise minimum wage significantly and it becomes just in, um, how do I say it? It's not good enough to have human employees and just have a computer do it for you. Big businesses, especially, are investing more and more into automation. Yeah, you know, but like like the McDonald's example and Starbucks, I think about the same. Um, how far do you think automation will go when it comes to replacing jobs and? Well, it's already gone far. I mean, cars are manufactured with, you know, like cars are manufactured with robots and painted, mm -hmm. tires fitted, all that stuff. But I feel like we're still at a time where it's like 
so much more expensive to invest in the technology. But yeah, sure, it is an investment where you pay like a huge upfront amount in, into like, you know, investing like this big big money to make machines that do the job and then and then that's it you don't spend any money anymore just spend money on maintaining the actual machines but it's still way more expensive and it's it's like way more tricky than it sounds you know sure you can make a robot that you know that does this repetitive thing of fitting a like a a tie uh, like a i don't know a, a rim on a on a on a wheel disc on a car or whatever but you're not i don't think we're at a time where you can make a robot that serves, you know, burgers at a McDonald's and takes money and gives change back. Yeah, sure, you can have a machine, but I don't know. I don't think socially we're not ready for it. You know? Yeah, I, I was about to say, yeah. uh, I think I think you can make a robot that will serve you a McDonald's burger, yeah. but it's going to feel so weird. Yeah, there pro there's probably some places in Japan where you can, or, like, you can do that already. But, yeah, it's still... I think it was still it would still be more expensive and uh, I mean imagine three robots in a McDonald's kitchen like the, the, it would be mayhem you know it would, the the technology is not it's not yet there plus plus I have I think I'm a bit optimistic about this and I think even if robots take a lot of you know jobs that can be automated there's always new jobs there's always new opportunity I think actually I'm going to say it's going to make it better it's going to make society create more jobs that are more intellectually you know challenging more jobs that are kind of more complex you know more office jobs but the thing is is people have to step it up it it is definitely going to reduce the number of jobs the the number of you know jobs that are on the lower end of the pay you know the minimal wage jobs but we have more jobs you know for example take data data science jobs this field didn't exist 10 years ago now we have like thousands and thousands of you know job opportunities in you know big big data analysis and all this stuff sure this in itself has you know can be automated but but no there's there's always the need for you know for the to, like okay let me say this there's automation and there is machine learning machine learning is not yet you know um consumer ready and it's not yet ready to be de deployed on large scales you know but automation yeah sure a robot that can serve burgers in a mcdonald's sure but a robot that can actually you know design an engine of a car and all that stuff no that it's not there yet the technology is not there yet but i don't think it is and even when it becomes you know when, when it when it is there we will have more other jobs to do you know for humans to do so yes yes I, I, the idea of automation is basically um managing resources from one thing to another mm -hmm. um so when you automate one thing you have more spare time to work on another thing yeah and that that's how we get progress and that's why i believe that you know massive immigration is not the answer to lack of workforce i think it's automation mm. uh but that's a different topic let's not go into that one today um <laughs> And when it comes to machine learning, um, we have some products already ready to use for everyday people. So we have Amazon offering where machine learning services, we have Google Cloud Platform, we have Microsoft doing similar things. And we've seen machines producing some, some things out of nothing. So we've seen um, machine learning produce music and sounds yeah. and conversations. Images. And uh, everybody images. listening, go and check Google Deep Dream, please. It's very trippy. Yeah, of course. So, 
on and just check out YouTube. There's some some crazy crazy videos. One one of, one of the fancy ones I've seen is um, a person describing a flower and then the machine producing the flower as an as an image in oh, very wow. high high detail. It's insane. That's insane. And that machine has some psychic powers. <laughs> Of course, yeah, and yeah. that's the point. The point is to use machine learning and past experiences to predict the future, right? Yeah. That's that's the idea. So all the recommendation engines are using this simple idea and crazy technology to achieve it. Ne I think Netflix is investing like millions into that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I read the report where 80% of viewers are using recommended. Um, titles. We know we don't search for a specific title. We just find something yeah. on the page. Yeah. But to be fair, the um, I you brought up this recommendation things, and I talked about it earlier. This is yep. not you know that advanced of a thing. Like for example, the recommendations uh, thing is just based on what people watch. You know, and it's just based on who you know uh, how many people rate this show good, how many people rate this like the averages and and the similarities between shows is just based on, you know, um, based on know, keywords that are entered in YouTube videos or genres that are uh, genres of different shows and whatnot. But yeah, sure, it's yeah, of course, people watch um, recommended stuff, but yeah, I don't I think I this think, is the the. I uh, think at the moment is is quite basic. Yeah, um, of course, we just. Look what you watched before, you know what genre and what actors and you know etc. But more and more we 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 seeing these these experiences tailored based on your own how you feel and what you do and what you're interested in, not only what you watched. Yeah. Uh, with this massive data available um, for for these services. So for for example, services like BT Virgin, they uh, don't. We have more information about you, not only what you watch. We have information about what you search, what, yeah. uh, who you call, and we have these. We have services for mobile broadband, all these packages where we can collect data. And these companies are really investing a lot of money into big data and data mining to to get um, the yeah. services better. And you know what's crazy? Like uh, just to go on a small tangent here, uh, internet service provider. Providers in America have the rights to sell your personal data for money without needing your permission. Yeah, which is yeah. insane. Uh, you can hate EU as much as you want, and I hate it. But the GDPR thing is a uh, is a sent a gift yeah, from God. Exactly. Like you know, sometimes you just need to hit the brakes. You know, you you can't yeah. just go you know pedal to the metal with technology because it's it's a new thing. You know. What we had the internet for like what thirty years now a bit more more than that you, you can't just go overboard with any new technology you know because that you know I watched this video the other day and it was like every like the civilization's last words will be like oh I wonder what would happen if I press this button you know like yeah. the it's insane like what happened with that with those two uh, chatbots with the uh, the Facebook chatbots last time, like these guys, 
I forgot the story. It was like these guys coded these two chatbots, and and they started having a chat with each other, and it, like the messages got really freaky, and they had to turn it off, and they had to actually like um, shut down the server, so they stopped. Because oh, of, I, I think I've seen some some of that. Yeah, because we started talking about like destroying humanity and whatnot. Yeah, like and there was uh, this uh, this uh, screenplay written by this bot, and it was it was it was so confusing. It was like so weird, you know, and you start to wonder, yeah, sure, we're humans. We always like to attach meaning to meaningless stuff, but it was still weird. It was something like the world is crazy, but killing is like, oh, it was like so weird. Like the words didn't make any sense, but maybe they did, you know, and it's like this weird message, you know, because that's maybe that's how they communicate you know um i want to i want to bring attention to a couple of things um one small thing and one a, a bit bigger one and a quite really creepy one mm -hmm. so this morning i actually saw saw a meme kind of thing mm -hmm. have you heard about turning test turing test yeah yes that's the uh... where, where where a robot has to pass a test which basically says that it's indistinguishable from a human yeah that's a test developed by alan turing uh... yeah yeah. To, yeah, that's his, by, by, yeah. by the way, the the end game or um, with the imitation back. game. Imitation yeah. game. Yeah, oh such a so good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I saw I saw a meme kind of thing that I'm not afraid of a robot passing the test. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of a robot intentionally failing it. Oh. So <sighs> do you think we're gonna go to this kind of far? dark side where Drobo's going to start scheming things like Game of Thrones style. Well, Elon Musk, who is a leading guy in the tech, and especially in, in AI, he's uh, he founded the project of OpenAI, which, mm -hmm. uh, if people don't know, it's a project that is supposed to um, help you know developers have access to AI technology and you know, make it you know kind of open source and not have it you know hogged by uh, intelligence agencies. So it's actually a really benevolent thing that he's doing, and he himself is actually scared of AI and he's saying that like we should take it easy and uh, you know uh, we sh we shouldn't trust the you know the AI to just be good you know like we don't know because uh, and I. And I actually think that if one once AI has enough resources and has the you know you know powerful algorithms that will give it you know actual uh, you know s sentience or like intelligence or whatnot and decision making. It, yes, it will actually take over because this this evolution designed creatures to be uh, you know survive uh, to survive to survival of the fittest. You know, I I really like this example that I heard last time. It was like something like this: if you go to a forest, you know, and you cut down the trees to use them to make tables or whatever, like the squirrel is squirrels are living there. You're cutting down the trees. And the squirrel is like, what the fuck? This guy is cutting down the trees, but we don't give a fuck about the squirrel. We're just taking the trees, you know? The AI mm -hmm. could treat us the same way. It could take all our resources yeah. and, you know, terminate us and just, you know, survive on its own and maybe even make the world better, but it wouldn't care about us. It would just care about, you know, itself and, and, and you know. Yeah, it's basically, you know, a saying that a cat doesn't care what a mouse thinks about it, right? Yeah. Um, and I also saw this one professor professor or developer, you know, kind of famous guy, um, who is working in AI a lot. And he was talking about AI like a god. Like, mm -hmm. at some point, we will worship AI because it's going to be so much smarter, so much better um, than anything a human can achieve. Yeah. 
and we're really walking in this this territory where machines are doing some tasks a lot better than when we can. Uh, so it's not a, you know a crazy yeah, idea because we already but, seen it. Okay, I have a counter argument to that, and uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, of course, there, there's a lot of tasks that machines are doing better than us, and uh, machines do have the processing power and. Uh, you know, by the way, if you're out there and you watched Lucy and you actually think we're using 10% of our brain, you're wrong. That's bullshit. I, I think it is. It is. Yeah. They, like we're using 100% of our brain. But yeah. The, I don't know just, if it's 100 because we have, you know, subconscious and all those things. But I, well, when, it, it is still working all the time. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, like the, and we're the not things I'm. Yeah. And we're not going to turn into a USB disk drive. <laughs> Hopefully not. But yeah. Um, I. AI computers have much more process, processing powers, uh, power than we do. That's why a computer can calculate, I don't know, 99,565 times whatever, 10 million in a second, and you can't. But the thing is, the computer is stupid, you know? And yeah. uh, I really like this quote by Bill Gates. He said this last time, talking about AI, and he was like, computers are more powerful but us humans in our head, we have this general purpose learning algorithm that we can apply uh, apply and improvise on the go. You know, we can learn to learn new things and, uh, uh, you know, solve problems that, are, that we haven't faced before. The, the, once the AI obtains this general purpose algorithm, somehow, if we can actually develop it, which is actually, you know, inventing consciousness, once it gets that, it will, like... It will instantly, like in one second, get 200 years of you know you know knowledge and inventions and all, everything that we've invented in one second because it has so much more processing power. It just lacks the intelligence. That's it. That's the problem. So, even Bill Gates actually agrees that AI would you know wouldn't actually would be scary. You know, it would surpass us in a couple of days. You know. Yeah, and yeah. So a couple more things before we go into the ugly parts. And, yeah. Um, so have you seen uh, Google Duplex? Have you heard? Yes. About it? Yeah. You told me about it last time. It's very freaky. Yeah. Yeah. So did you watch the video of of yeah. making the calls to hair salon and hair and salon Chinese and restaurant? Stuff? Yeah. Uh, madness. I, I mean, crazy stuff. Especially yeah. Everyone, the, check the, it out, the, please. Yeah. The the pauses and ums and mm -hmm. yeah. It, it sounds, sounds so natural. natural. Uh, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, but the, the the other thing I want to to talk about. Have you heard about deep fakes? No. Uh, so deep fakes is a technology where you give two inputs and you get an output. Mm -hmm. uh, the so for example, you have a scene from Man of Steel where Lewis Lane is talking to Superman, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one input. Now the second input would be thousands of pictures of Nicolas Cage. Uh, do you see where I'm going with this one? I love Nicolas Cage, yes. Yeah. So you put that one as an input. So you have two inputs. And the last and the output is Nicolas Cage talking to Superman and mimicking the, the face expressions of what? the of the of the initial actor. Right? So the face is moving and it's all it's indistinguishable no by human eye. Yeah. So that's a funny meme kind of thing of using the technology. Now, there's a darker side of this, and of course, people use yes. it to make pornography. Yeah. Uh, so, we put, you know, a, uh, uh, some porn video of five minutes of a girl being, you know, destroyed. And then we put a picture of, you know, Gal Gadot or, you know, 
um, all, any other famous, Wait. you know, Jennifer Lopez or Jennifer Lawrence, they put hundreds of pictures of, of their face, and then the, the porn video looks like it's Gal Gadot having it. <laughs> um, Wait, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical of this, because, come on, you can always tell if a video is actually, you know, fabricated. You can't. I mean, of course, you can, you know, say that, you know, it's not me, and, you know, you can find the original video and say, okay, but... The, the idea is that if it's done if it's if it's done right because it's using machine learning, it's not just you know Photoshop or whatever. It's not a human doing it. You just give information and the machine spits out the output. It's sometimes it's indistinguishable. Is it? Honestly, yeah. The, the, the only the only way you could see it if it's the face color, you know, the skin color of the face and the body is, does not match. Um, but I've seen examples of just completely indistinguishable, and some people are afraid that this kind of technology could be used for revenge. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so basically posting pornography of your ex-girlfriend on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, because this technology, you can go and download it. Maybe she wouldn't mind, but yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe she will. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's open probably. source. You can download it from anywhere. Uh, so Pornhub fa- um, banned this kind of footage. Uh-huh. Uh, but of course, on the internet, you, you go 4chan, it's probably like, or, or Reddit, you can probably find subreddits or 4chan rooms where this whole thing is booming, you know. Yeah. So what do you think about AI being used for these kinds of things? Well, yeah, of course. Like, you know, I have this thing that uh, I believe in. Everything is a tool. Like, you can use something for good and you can use it for evil. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, it's it's a general purpose thing. You know, you can cut tomatoes with a knife and you can kill someone with the same knife. But, yeah, of course, like, AI stuff can definitely be used for, you know, you know bad things. Like you said, this video editing AI can get you in jail, you know? They can, I don't know, make a, a video of you having sex with a minor or whatever, and that can be trouble. Yeah, uh, definitely. But I, yeah, it does. It does sound scary, and uh, it is a real threat. Uh, one one last thing about this deep fake thing is um, the one thing that really scares me is using this kind of technology to make president speak uh, something that he never said. Mm-hmm. So you know, imagine you know getting Donald Trump and or Barack Obama or what Germany or imagine Merkel talking like. Hitler's speech. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. That would be like the biggest <laughs> scandal of all time. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's fake, it's a meme, yeah. you know. So, so this, and one of the solutions that people are proposing is using machine learning to analyze footage. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that a machine is fighting a machine. Yeah. Uh, um, so one is getting better at detecting fake, and one is getting better at That's faking more real. Yeah, at faking mm. it. Um, so we're getting into this like really weird real realm of machines versus machines and everything. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but but the thing is, it wouldn't scare me because it's. I mean, yeah, it is scary, but it's still a a person that's making this machine and you know using it. You know, it's, it's still a human being coding all this stuff and and using it. It's not like the machine is you know scheming and doing all of this on its own and you know actually analyzing the history and being like oh you know what i'm gonna make um yeah i don't know i'm gonna make uh, trump say some racist stuff and no it's like just another human beings but yes like you said like even if it's fake 
it's still gonna spread and you know at least become a meme and which is mm-hmm. I don't like memes personally but yeah I love memes it, some memes I love some I hate. I, yeah. I used to I used to love Dang Memes Gang on Facebook. If anyone been on it, hit me up because it was the best. Um, praise praise Lord Abishai all all the, all, yeah. all the time. I hadn't been on it and I hadn't heard of it until you told me, and probably I wouldn't have been a fan of it. But I was pissed off when I heard that it was closed. You know, don't don't yeah. close stuff. You know, whatever people are saying, just let them say it. Yeah. So let's go to the ugly parts. Let's go to the Matrix. Um, oh yes, I, I love the Matrix. Everyone has seen The Matrix. Um, by the way, what do you think about the movie? It's amazing, especially the first one. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen it like ten times, probably, probably more. I, I have, maybe I I've to, seen it more. Yeah. I, 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 I used to watch it in the background. Of course, um, those are so. rookie numbers. You need to pump those up. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> it's a yeah. It is a great movie. You know what my favorite part in the movie? Like we're we're gonna try not to spoil stuff. But we probably. Will. I mean, it's but it's it's twenty nine years old, probably more than that. Just go with it. Yeah, it's very old. Come on, watch it. What yeah. are you doing? Go so yeah, um, you know that part when the architect explains the whole matrix to Neo, and how oh, in the second one. Yes. Yeah. That part, like, it's like wow. It's just. It's so confusing, though. Is it? It's so con- so I, when I was about fifteen, let's mm-hmm. say. Uh, I watched all three movies in a row. So with me and my brother, we watched the whole all three movies, mm-hmm. and I I was kind of phasing out in the the second one because quite quite boring. And mm-hmm. then and then that scene comes in and you're like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And I I had no idea what's going on. But then when I watched it again uh, recently, mm-hmm. uh, I did understand what's going on. So it's basically talking about choice and um, and iterations. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, it's talking about choice. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's really cre- uh, trippy, but to be fair, to me, the first movie worked because it felt um, like an action movie, but mm-hmm. in reality, it was a sci-fi movie. Wait, the second one you were talking about? No, the, the first one, the first one. The first one was too... We, not too, it was actually perfect. It was like kind of philosophical, introducing you to this idea that, yeah, that... Uh, that you can choose to actually kind of be awoke and and you know mm-hmm. and take responsibility from the tra- system. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll actually plug in the system, which is the real system, which is mm-hmm. which is still it's it's what confuses me the most about the Matrix till now is that they plug in to the Matrix, which is the fake world, but they fix everything from that fake world, and technically that fi- like I don't know which one is the real one. And um, and some people like there's even a theory that says that even this real matrix is inside another matrix. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I was I was I was about to say that you know I was hoping that the last one would basically say oh the real world is the fake world as well. It's basically the matrix inside the matrix. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but the way we did it and it was too much Jesus uh, imagery for yes. me to kind of get into it. Um, the last yeah, one. So well. the idea of you know, machines taking over the world, destroying the skies, yeah. um, enslaving humans to use for, for for energy, even though I think there's better ways to do it, but I mean, it's 95. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with it. Uh, yeah, so do you, do you feel like machines could go that way? Because I've seen one article where a guy wrote a AI that could change its own code. Really? 
Yeah, so it's not like drastically change it, but you know, improve your own programming um, what if, just by learning. What if it actually like misses a semicolon? Like it's it's gonna crash. <laughs> Can it actually go back and write it? It's gonna I crash. It, it can't run again. <laughs> no, I guess it tests before releasing. You know, continuous improvement, continuous deployment. I guess that's okay. It's just a compile time error. It's just like gonna, yeah, yeah, it's not that. Yeah. Anyway, so. so <laughs> So back to the AI thing. Yeah, like you said, that's not a very efficient way to produce energy, just like taking a human body heat and converting it into, I don't know. I guess that's how it works. Um, yeah, I think that's what we did. But yeah. I, I find it kind of weird that we have all these massive fields of, you know, electricity ran yeah. pods. And I think that's, you know, just use like some kind of wind power or, or you know, whatever. <laughs> it's very bizarre. It is one of the, like, yeah, try watching It's a that. very cool imagery, you know, when he wakes up <laughs> it's and very he cool. looks around and it's like all this weird shit going around. Swimming in really cool. yeah. uh, But then when you start thinking about it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. I, I, feel, I feel like The Matrix, the way the movie was directed, is that it's way too simplistic. It, 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 it tries... To convey an idea like ten times, like for example, in the second, in the second one, like the whole movie, they're talking about choice, choice. The the choice is an illusion. You can't make choice. It's all determined. It's about choice and determinism. You know, like and throughout the whole movie, they keep repeating this choice thing, and you're like, fine, I get it. You can't make a choice. Everything is already determined. You know, like it's it's way too. It's not. I wouldn't say dumbed down because there's some parts where it's actually kind of confusing and there's so many philosophical references but it's still like kind of repetitive like for example the second one was just it the action was amazing but it's just kind of like when you in hindsight it is a bit repetitive you know it's like choice determinism action choice determinism action you know the action was great do watch this film it's amazing but it was a bit too repetitive at times and that conversation is is actually at first, it seems, yeah, sure, you were 15 when you watched it. You probably, like, masturbated 10 times between the first one and the second one. Maybe that's why I didn't understand it. But it is a bit simple, and it goes like... It goes like, you're not the first one, mate. There's six... There was six... Five matrices or matrices before this one, and you're just the sixth one, and everything just... It's just a cycle. You're just going to do the same thing that the guy before you did and go to the door on the right... And, you know, kind of everything explodes and the matrix resets, yada, yada, yada. But this guy kind of goes left to save Trinity and have the world destroyed, which doesn't make any fucking sense. And and then go and, I guess, give his code back to the machine so that, you know, everything resets and it restarts. But I love that when he mentions, you know, that the fact that the first matrix was... was no, it was just perfect, a perfect matrix, you know, everyone just did the perfect thing and it was just, but people didn't like it, you know, and they were like, no, we, this is, this is kind of the philosophy of, uh, of uh, consciousness with kind of, in mysticism, you know, in mysticism, in all religions, it's kind of like, oh, the, like, these creatures did not have any consciousness and they were just, you know, dumb and then they had, they were offered the choice. Now they're like sentient and they're like kind of conscious and they can make a choice. They can do good and they can do bad. So this, they would rather live in a fucked up world where they can make the choice 
than live in a perfect world where they are just, you know, automatons, just, you know, moving about like robots, like robots that can't, you know, disobey the instructions they were given. It's the same imagery in Adam's and Eve story in, yeah. um, you know, Apple of Eden and whatnot, yeah. where we were unconscious, but we were happy and we didn't know what's good or evil. Yeah. But then when we had the, the bite, when we realized that there is evil, uh, that we started being ashamed of themselves, being naked and whatnot. So, so yeah, and one of the other things that comes into this is um, the idea that the smarter you get, the less enjoyable your life is kind of thing. Because yeah. when, you, when you, you know, just an infant, let's say, or not very um, interested in the world, you're just kind of doing your own thing. You mm -hmm. don't really care what's happening. You don't really look into the bad stuff. You only care about the good stuff. But then when you look into the all the problems in the world, you kind of start feeling sad and and you're not so not enjoying the life as much as you were before yeah uh -huh. yeah uh of course responsibility responsibility comes in and then you're like oh shit now now i have to do stuff now i it's now i have to kind of be you know you know be responsible and be held accountable for for things you know and i can't just go about doing nothing and I don't know. I don't think that's what makes you sad in and of itself, but it's it's just that when you're when you it opens the door for failing at stuff, you know. And then when you do, you you know, you just react in the wrong way and be like sad and stuff. But well, yeah, that's that's kind of that's I think that's a good analogy that that the kid didn't was not conscious, you know, and it was just perfect. And then the kid grew up and then. The kid has had to now make decisions and make money and you know all that stuff, and now it's not that simple anymore. So it, it gets you know it's a bit less happy, but uh, yeah. The, I think the idea is that you find happiness in in hard work or yeah. in responsibility. You know, so it's not as easy as when you were a child because everything was given to you, everything was um, yeah. taken care. Of. Uh, by by your parents or or the school or the state or whatever, yeah. but now you kind of have to do everything yourself and um, yeah, you and feel nostalgic about the the old days, but at the same time you find you know new ways of becoming happy. Yeah, exactly. Like and uh, n not to leave the the AI thing and the consciousness thing, but this is kind of ties in to uh, like you know for example take for example human beings we consider ourselves with the definition we give to intelligence because there's a lot of people that suggest there's some plants that have some things you know some traits that indicate higher intelligence in a in a different way but let's just assume for now that we are the most intelligent creature on this planet right like if you take that in consideration and you look at uh, an like an infant human being a baby is the most vulnerable creature on this planet like the, all other, uh, all the other mammals, all the other animals. There is no animal baby that is more vulnerable than a human being's baby. Like, if you take a human being's baby and you put it like outside and you know, like no one is taking care of it, it's gonna die. Uh, other, other animals, no. Like, there's some birds that can even walk. Like the second they are, you know, they they break out of the eggshell and 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 stuff like this. A human baby has to stay in its mom's womb for nine months and then has to be, you know. Kind of treated like a a parasite for two years. Well, yeah, people are gonna think that's a bit kind of harsh, but it is uh, More or less. scientifically a correct way of 
uh, describing this. So it takes so long for a human being to develop into a, a, go- a grown human being, but maybe that's the trade-off that the human being will be like so much more much more smarter than an animal and you know can collect information and you know synthesize new information from that information it's collected so maybe that's kind of like that's an indicator we lost all this you know physical strength of the of the apes and we lost the the height of the gorilla while gaining this new part of our brain this uh, uh, prefrontal cortex that actually can think logically and can collect information and can improvise and evolve on the fly, not just evolve through our genetics, actually evolve through our brain and uh, achieve true consciousness. Actually, but I'm not going to say that all of consciousness is attributed to our evolution. That's Consciousness is one of the most illusory things that that there are. And if we, we can't just say that we understand it, it's very... It's a very complicated topic, but we do know that we have it, and we do know that it's very complicated, but we don't know, like, where it came from exactly. Yeah, it's one of the things that you know exists, but you don't know why. And, and we are trying and... to give it to give it to robots now. Yeah, and yeah, so it's kind of difficult um, to to give it to a robot when you don't even know how to describe it fully. exactly. Um, and uh, one of the things that um, happened with AI is uh, automated cars, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've seen Tesla, and but and yeah. of course we make roads safer on on paper, I guess, because yeah. we we analyze, we can react faster than any human. But yeah. at the same time, we've seen you know uh, car crashes and 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 deaths, um, you know, with Uber testing yeah. it out, Tesla yeah. testing it out. So as you said, it's a tool, but all you know, but it also also can be turned into a weapon. Yes. Um, so it's difficult to know what's what's going to happen with the AI. Are we going to go the Matrix? Are we going to go, you know, kind of utopia thing where everything is done by robots and we do nothing? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very uh, uh, one 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 suggested future of human beings, which is this uh, kind of optimistic view of it, is that we can collect, we can make this giant computer. Which is, uh, you know, self-sufficient in terms of generating the energy that power powers it, and we can all, uh, like, kind of plug into this computer, just like the Matrix, actually, it's exactly like the Matrix, and live our fantasies forever there, and just live in that virtual world, and you know, just be kind of laying dead in this world, and kind of living forever in that world, and where everyone is happy because everyone can live exactly what they what they want and you know and this computer that's powering all of this is you know being uh, uh, powered by I don't know like if you've heard of this there's this thing called the Matryoshka brain which is uh, I think I forgot who what suggested yeah it's the it's when we become a type 2 wait type 1 civilization which uh, which is a civilization civilization can harness 100% of the energy that's coming from its local star so, which is basically, it's a lot of solar panels that are going to surround the sun, kind of like completely surround the sun and absorb all that light and turn it into energy and power this huge, gigantic computer that has insane proce- like processing power that can simulate like a whole other universe for us to live in, you know? You know, you know what this, uh, this reminds me of? Have you seen Inception? I mean, probably yeah, have seen Inception. Uh, there's a scene where we go into this basement where people are sharing dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and we ask like how how much time do we 
uh, do we sleep here? He's like, oh, we don't come here to sleep. Yeah. We come here to, to wake up or something like that. Yeah. And this yeah. robot thing that you're talking about kind of reminds me of the similar thing where you're living yeah. your miserable life and then you go and plug in and live your, you know, fantasies and your dreams and what. Yeah, it's kind of like Westworld. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's kind of like Westworld. But the thing is, technically, like, like I like this quote from Westworld where the where this guy asks this woman robot, he's like, "Are you real?" And then she goes like, "Well, if you can't tell, what's the point?" You know? Like, oh if you, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, shit. Like, for example, take these people. They have a miserable life, and every day they plug for like I don't know, let's say, twelve hours uh, in this thing, or like sleep and have perfect dreams and shit like that. Like technically, that's their life, you know. Like the like the guy said, they're waking up here, you know. Like our reality is not our sensory. Our reality is our perception. Is what we see, you know. Like mm-hmm. for example, if someone came up to me in the street and said "fuck you," and I was angry, my reality is now I'm angry. But if someone said "fuck you," and I was like I laughed, now my reality is I'm laughing. While the actual reality is the same thing. The guy is saying "fuck mm-hmm. you." You know, like the sensory is not what determines how, what I feel like, is how I perceive it, is how I actually think of it. So technically those people, their actual life is when they're going to sleep and have these perfect dreams uh, of this utopia, whatever fantasies they fancy or, or whatnot, you know? Yeah, and one of the things is that um, all the information we, we get from the from the world, in mm-hmm. the end, and at the end of the day, it all comes down to our own brain. Yeah. So, so the way we see the world is the way the brain uh, tells us to. So exactly. you can, so you know how, for example, uh, some people see one event from one angle, and some people mm-hmm. see the event from a different angle, yeah. and then we can we can argue with each other, you know, what happened. But in the end of the day, we know we don't really know what happened because we only seen two angles and yeah. two perspectives. Yeah. Um. And you know, all you ha- everyone has these biases and things that uh, disturbs the reality, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's even difficult to define the reality because. As we just discussed, you know, one one people's reality is one thing, and another one's is another thing. Yeah. And then you go, and then you go into the whole thing of virtual reality and augmented reality, and and you know, plugging into the matrix and whatnot. It's, it's yeah. insane. Because uh, let's take the example of this um, matrix thing. If if everyone plugs in and everyone just lives in that matrix world, like the computer generated world, technically this world right here ceases to exist. This is like the philosophical term for this is subjective idealism, which says that reality is consciousness. You know, if I'm sitting in a room and I'm looking at the room, there is a room. Once I close my eyes, there's no room, you know, like uh, and by the way, this is different to uh, solipsism. Solipsism is what says that oh, the reality, for example, for me, reality, uh, reality is my reality. And you, Peter, are are just, you know, a cast member in reality. And all of reality is what I'm perceiving, like just me, no one else. This is... Oh, the, yeah. the idea is that if you cease to exist, um, there's no reality, basically. Exactly, yeah. Or you, or you yeah. Yeah, take, yeah, for example, before, before humans became conscious, you know, we can just kind of... Uh, propagate what happened there, like kind of prolongate, you know, and say like, oh, you know, the Big Bang happened 13 billion years ago or whatnot. But no, we weren't there. Like, so it technically, I don't know, it, it did happen, but it technically didn't happen for us because we didn't see it. You know, we just assumed that it did. Yeah, for example, have you heard that, um, you know, the first fossil of dinosaurs were 
were found after George Washington was dead. So uh, yeah. the founder father of America didn't know that there's dinosaurs, right? So yeah. his reality was there's no dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. But then like a couple of years later, it's like, oh, now our history goes like millions of years backwards. Then it's like yeah. billions of years back. And it's um, yeah, interesting, uh, very interesting stuff. Yeah, we keep finding out stuff. And by the way, the, the 13 billion years thing, like uh, it's a misconception that people think that the universe is 13 billion years. Like it could be much longer because the 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 only reason why we said this because the the light that we detected the that was furthest away from us uh, we analyzed the you know the the wavelength of the light to determine how long ago this photon was produced and it was 13 billion years ago and this is just from the visible part of the universe like the universe much can be like much much older than that so it's just an estimate. Yeah, I think I think we should uh, have a have a discussion about you know space because I mean one time I went to the Vsauce for like you know mm -hmm. a massive Vsauce mar marathon and yeah oh I love my me god some Vsauce binge yeah uh, feels bad that he doesn't produce much content anymore on Vsauce yeah like it's just sad that he's busy with the I mean to be fair the minefield thing is uh, is mind blowing and uh, being in True. the UK. You have to uh, kind of use a proxy to get, you know, YouTube Red or whatever, which yeah, is so. Actually, if anyone from YouTube is listening, please give us YouTube Red. I want to, I want to watch vi YouTube videos with my phone off, and listen, just listen to podcasts. Yeah, in the background. Anyway, yeah. So the Matrix is one of the features, but we have also the another feature of, you know, the Terminator kind of thing where robots take over the world. You know, the actual. Yeah. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger will come over to your house and basically shoot you in the head. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, so I, have you heard about Boston Dynamics? No. So it's a company, uh, I think it's linked to Google one way or another, but I mean, <laughs> everything is linked to Google. Anyway, so what <laughs> I wanted to say is that we, we are creating robots. Mm -hmm. So we created a robot that can do a backflip and can walk around and stand up. When it's being, you know, thrown on the floor, uh, we create another robot that can open doors and, you know, climb over obstacles and whatnot. But we are pretty dumb. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we can't like start walking whenever we want. It's just yeah. the, the body, no yeah. brain. So if you put things like, you know, Google AI, like Google voice assistants, into a body like that, which can walk around and interact and open doors, and do you think that we're going closer and closer to Terminator? Uh, yes and no, because, um, yes, in the sense that this can be indistinguishable, indistinguishable from an actual human being, like, uh, that conversation, the duplex thing, like, just the fact that the text-to-speech does not sound like text-to-speech, it sounds like an actual person talking, yeah. just that on its own is freaky, but the thing is, I always think, I always think of it this way, right? Like if you program a camera to kind of recognize faces and you don't know do a Google search to determine who these faces are, like sure it's gonna be better than any human at doing that, but it will never on its own you know kind of like find another feature you know or like oh let's find their age or like kind of estimate how old they, which is the same thing how old they are from their wrinkles on their face whatever it can't just program itself to do one other thing you know that's the problem, the the problem is that it can't just um, uh, improvise and kind of find solutions for new problems. It's ju it's just following a certain program, uh, you know. We, it it doesn't kind of imp self improve, you know. Uh, self improve. Yeah. 
separately. Yeah, so, so as I mentioned before, of course, uh, I, today there's no way of this happening, right? But we yeah. are we are creating these, you know, different different um, breakthroughs. Let's say in science, where we have a robot that can, you know, open doors and whatnot. We have a we have a, a AI that can speak like a human. We have a, an application that can update its own code to be more efficient. Right. And once these different things converge, you know, closer and closer and closer where you have, you know, robots that can speak and, you know, you have voice assistants can update their code. And as we give them more and more information and more and more uh, requirements, because yes. right? we, want, we want to make them more generic. Mm -hmm. right? We don't want to have an AI that's only good with pictures or AI that's only good with humans or some. We want to make... A, a generic AI, and I think that comes back to your generic consciousness kind of thing. Exactly. Where these, where these things become so generic, we start interfering with each other. Yeah. Right. Um, and start to basically learn from each other. Mm -hmm. And and that can produce some 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 crazy crazy results. Yes. Well, all of that is true, but there's like there's a lot of like. Uh, I'm, I'm not. This is not a counter argument. This is just an argument that's saying that, like you said, it's it's all about consciousness. It's just it's just about recreating consciousness in a, in a robot's body instead of a human's body, which is gonna do this thing where robots become better than human. But what I'm gonna say is that there's a great video of this woman. I forgot her name, but uh, she made this. Uh, the, she did, gave this TED talk about uh, like the brain, the human brain, and consciousness, and why does the brain have? Uh, we used to think the brain has 100 billion neuron, where it has like 86 billion neurons, which is still a lot, you know. And we know that Mother Nature does not waste resources, you know. We know that uh, like uh, evolution designed us to be extreme as efficient as possible with using resources and uh, you know the fact that our stomach grew smaller for our brain to grow to grow bigger is just an indication another indication of many that you know nature does not waste resources and if nature did not need like all those 86 billion neurons for us to function it wouldn't have created all of them you know and uh, and for you to create a computer that has 86 different neurons and uses like a neural network to, you know, process, you know, ideas and concepts and whatnot and to cre create information, that would be, you would need so much processing power just to do that on its own, just to create, uh, I don't know, um, 86, you know, billion uh, decision-making node or, or whatever. Yeah. Like that's very... That's very computationally expensive. And even when you do actually create it, we still don't know how it operates. You know, we still don't know how it works. Uh, our brains are very complicated. And if you, I don't know, if you attach this neural network this way, it will do this. And if you attach it, the same neural network and kind of rearrange the uh, neural pathways and which neurons connect to which, you will have a completely different thing in the same region of the brain. So, like, even... Now, in 2018, like we can't just go in the human brain and point to a place and be like, oh, th this is where consciousness uh, comes from. It's it's a whole collaborative effort in the brain, and maybe not, maybe if even from outside the brain, we don't even know right now. Maybe it's just a signal the brain is receiving and interpreting into consciousness. We don't know, but so if we can't recreate something that we don't know where it comes from, comes from and how it operates, you know. So we need to understand our brains and consciousness much better for us to actually, you know, 
to actually recreate this and make AI make AI actually smarter than us, you know. And I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it's possible, you know. Uh, a designer can't design something that is that is better than the di- designer itself. It's just it. It's just uh, it's it's kind of a, a par- not a paradox, but it's kind of like a, it just seems Im- sounds impossible, you know. Um, I I I agree that a designer cannot agree something that is better than himself. But I think uh, what could happen is a machine designed to create something. Uh, because we don't know how machine learning actually works. For example, YouTube recommendation engine. It just kind of spits out things and no one knows why, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you I mean, the people ask, at YouTube do. No, they said that, you know, there's a layer of, you know, in the neural network um, mm-hmm. where a layer is, is completely up to the computer to kind of give really? a value. And we don't know why it gives the value. It just gives the value, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then another machine... Uh, tests the the value and sees you know how accurate it is and then it keeps improving, improving, improving without even the designers knowing what's happening. Um, you can look into the way it works if mm-hmm. I mean you unlimited. Uh, anyway, so what I want to say is that you know if you design a machine to to create something, um, but you don't know how it's going to create it, at some point it will create a machine that's better than the one that was designed. To create, yeah, yeah, right, and that's where I think we could go into a territory where a machine uh, creates another machine that is much better than itself, mm-hmm. uh, and and humans didn't intend it to happen, but it happened because that was its task yeah. to create a machine that's better than itself or whatever, mm-hmm. and that machine can go into you know the idea of okay, well, um, the whole you know you. Robots are citizens and whatnot, and you know humans are the enemy and whatnot, and yeah. go into this whole Terminator future. Yeah. Especially if we start using machine learning and AI to control our networks and yes, yes, when they have access to our internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and and because that way we can get into you know the whole military base uh, yes. networks and, and and go 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 wild. Yeah, they can hack bank systems and erase databases and all that stuff, and they can, I don't know, decipher like uh, encryption keys and I don't know, uh, of databases and erase stuff and I don't know. They can do some really, like, malevolent things. Like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, for, it's very scary. It sounds. Yeah, for example, you know, for example, hacking in today's world. So it's all humans doing hacking, right? Because mm. using social uh, engineering and and different tricks and different uh, yeah. techniques. But imagine designing uh, a machine learning algorithm that learns hacking, yeah. right? And rather than a human who spends years understanding how computers work and years understanding how to hack them, yeah. a machine can learn all of that in, in, in one night. Yeah, exactly. Especially if the machine is using a, a quantum computer. Like, that's just going to make it insanely like for for people listening like go check out quantum computing it's just insane like the processing power and it's just a whole other technology different technology to normal computers where you don't have just uh, a one and a zero yeah it's it's like it can it can treat all different probabilities of like any number of bits in in one go together like which is just mind-blowing so yeah if if a computer has if if an Bad AI, an evil AI, has access to that amount of resources and has like a, a fucked up agenda. It can it can easily like 
you know fuck with us you know it can access the uh, you know some uh, a military facility and fire off like nukes and just blow out this civilization like back to the ground you know well hopefully it doesn't happen though <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully it will all go go as well as it planned, you know. Um, so I think it's been almost an hour. So should we uh, have some uh, final thoughts and wrap this up? Yes, yes, like definitely. Yeah. So we talked about you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and I think both of us are kind of optimistic, right? Yeah. So yeah. so we we can see the future of AI helping the humanity, you know, Babylon and medical. Um, industry and recommendations and all of that good stuff mm -hmm. and at the same time we can see the future of it going bad you know taking yeah. away jobs and taking over us and enslaving us yeah. or, or destroying us completely so in your own opinion mm -hmm. which future would you say is more prob probable the left the, the good one or the bad one well, since we're already, you know, in, in the development process of AI, we're always emphasizing the, the you know, the, the good part. It's it's much more probable than that the good part of AI, like the the useful, you know, the useful, how do you call it, useful features that we want to obtain from AI are going to be are going to be there before the 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 bad parts, like if they do actually eventually appear. So yeah, I'm optimistic in that regard. Same. I think I think uh, we have enough uh, in, uh, talented and and influential people looking after yeah. AI. So uh, Elon Musk is a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, we have different agencies and and organizations making sure that AI is used safely. Yeah. And I think the idea of making it open source is a good one. Definitely. Um, yeah. As you mentioned, so for example, Russian hackers or Chinese hackers can just come up with some crazy stuff that no one else has. Yeah, and, and um, intelligent agencies. Yeah, of course, of course. Like we've seen, we've seen CIA. Yeah. yeah, we've seen CIA spying on people and doing this crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I, I, I have I have one 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 question that uh, I saw this in some shows, you know, where where saying we have in the future we have this robot that's kind of like kind of smart and have you know can entertain the conversations with people and stuff like that. And it's it's a very tricky thing where this robot is actually kind of like a human being and talks like a human being. If you've seen Bicentennial Man or like I don't know Westworld or like, but we still we still treat that robot as a robot. You know, you know we can just like go back to to the back of the head of the robot and just like fucking open it up and just kind of break the robot. Like how how do you feel about that moral moral bit? You know, like this you know this robot. It's kind of a robot, but it's an actual. It is a robot, but kind of acts like a human being. But you could just turn it off, and you can just, I don't know, you could just break it down. Like it's a very weird gray area. Like how how do you feel about that? Like, um, to be honest, yeah, this goes back to Westworld again. Yeah. Um, if anyone has not seen Westworld, check it yeah, out. It's definitely. a bit slow, but it's really philosophical, really good. Yeah, yeah I think. I think it's a tricky one. Um, I, I want to get Detroit Become Human because it talks about this kind of thing on PlayStation 4. Mm -hmm. uh, but personally, I think when it comes to robots, we will have this moral dilemma. Uh, mm -hmm. I think especially it's going to come to with children. Yeah. Uh, if you have robot children, is uh, it's going to go really weird. Yeah. Imagine if like you have a robot that looks exactly like your son who, who died a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's... That, that would just be... Have you seen a Rick and Morty episode 
where this robot is supposed to protect uh, the girl. Yes, and, and it starts and, killing and, people. Yeah, and then she says, "Don't kill them." So she she brings <laughs> someone, some some soldiers, dead kid, and then melts him in his hands. Oh, oh yeah, that oh. was that was awful. That was like. <laughs> Would, and the yeah, soul, so this, it was like, oh, don't hurt them. Just use any means that will make them go away without actually hurting them. Yeah, yeah I mean, that is trauma for life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's worse than killing the actual guy. Like, than actually killing the guy. Yeah, so, so that's what I meant, you know, when you have <coughs> robots that look exactly like, you know, passed, one, passed away once or yeah. your relatives, you know, it's going to be really difficult to to make that decision of let's say okay this is not real this is not him even yeah, though he acts and like him yeah like even though he acts like him like you're saying and and but the thing is the, the, this boils down to being emotionally attached to a robot that is given this illusion of an actual person you know it's it's basically like watching a movie and then you're like whoa uh, you get scared and i don't know you get sad or whatever but you're just because you're involved in the movie you know it's not real but you're involved you know and it, and it seems real to you at that second you know like have you seen the movie her yes and it's like what like that that movie blows my mind in in the sense that this person gets attached to this robot and and he falls in not just a robot just her voice just her voice just voice mate yeah. scarlett johansson's voice is like out of his i mean i i would i would fall in love with, with a robot that speaks like scarlett johansson yeah so. definitely but uh, I, I still yeah, wouldn't have thing, uh, phone sex with it though that's weird yeah um and the, the whole girl who was uh and and blade runner 2049 did a similar thing right where this yeah. um, ai was basically doing the same thing yeah falling in love and whatnot and yeah, there's I mean, a, there's a great there's that, a great episode of can I can I just talk yeah, about yeah. Black Mirror? So there's a great episode of Black Mirror, I think it's season three, um, mm -hmm. where um, a boyfriend dies, right? And then there's a um, there's a service where you can send all the information about the boyfriend, and they will send you a robot that will look like the boyfriend, like a person that died, mm -hmm. and will also act like the person who died. Jeez. Right, and and the episode is about her coming into terms of what to do with it. Like, well, should uh -huh. she kill him because you know it's not the same, or she should just get go on because it's just like him. And it's it's really deep. It's really really goes and, into and you know the emotional. And she knows that he's fake. Yes, yeah, because she ordered it. Oh shit. Yeah, so she she built the whole thing because you know there's some some process involved. Check it out, man. It's, yeah, it's, that uh, sounds. And weird. and it's similar, you know what else? Uh, it it reminds me of Deus Ex. What is it? Deus Ex Machina or Ex Machina? What the the film or the game? The film, the film. It's Ex Machina, yeah. Ex Machina, yeah. 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 Where that that robot is is the the idea is to pass the Turing test, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's madness. I mean. Yeah, the robot manipulates the guy into you know into thinking that it's an actual like obviously he knows it's a robot. But the yeah. way the robot behaves is so seamless, it's so human that that you can't help. You know, like us human beings, we're programmed to react to other human beings, and we know how human beings react. If a robot mimics exactly that, we kind of fall in the trap and kind of believe in. Like obviously, we know. Like there's a very gray area between knowing something and acting on that knowledge, like realizing. Like there's a great Veritasium video about driving a bike. That when you turn the steering wheel left, it uh, like it actually turns right, and when you turn it right, it turns left. Like 
it doesn't sound like it relates, but trust me, it does. Watch that video. It's it's it, it explains how even though you know something, sometimes your brain does not react. Like it's like the, a reflex. Yeah, it's like a reflex. Exactly. It's like something that you know that this is a robot, but this robot acts exactly like a human being. So it's you, you're kind of confused. You're in a, like this middle area. Like you you treat the robot like a human being, even you know that it's not. So it's a very bizarre thing, and he falls like. It's kind of uh, is, is it a spoiler? Because this happens at the start of the movie, kind of. But yeah, he okay. kind of falls in love with it, whatever. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And 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 of course, it's a movie, right? But we have even in real world, we have sex dolls and you know all these you know um, AI based chats and whatnot where people yeah. can talk to. Um, and the sex doll industry is going bananas right now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a billion dollar industry, I think. Is it? Because uh, probably not, but it's probably not. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Who knows, mate? Yeah, I haven't looked into it, but if you look, at probably like in China or America, where Japan, there's a lot of mate, that's, mate, I, I love Japanese culture, and I I would love to go to Tokyo, but it's there's some very bizarre things that come out of Japan, man. Like, yeah, I mean, the, hentai is, uh, I don't know if it's a gift or... <laughs> Mate, hentai is the least bizarre thing that that came from Japan. I've seen some. I've seen some <coughs> animes there. That... <laughs> you've you've seen some fucked up hentai, but yeah, yeah. like this. Some... <laughs> like testicle porn, man. Oh my god. <laughs> testicle porn? That's normal. Tentacle porn. Oh, tentacle, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So so yeah. So we have these kind of things coming coming around, you know, our doorsteps. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot to to look look forward to. Um, so I think it's time to wrap up. We we once again yeah. drift into it. Yeah. yeah. So thank you everyone for for listening. And, yeah. Thank um, you. Thank you. I hope you have a good time. Um, and thanks, Simon, for joining me. So yeah, we'll no we'll see though. what we can uh, talk about next week. I guess. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So thank you everyone, and I'll see you in the next one. Yeah. See you.